and welcome to a brand new edition of the Mind Diet Podcast, your number one sports and lifestyle podcast on the entire planet, on the entire podcast database. Of course, it's the mastermind himself, Vinny Shawman, Roberto Reed, and myself, Andreas Giorgio, bringing you that mind diet goodness that you so muchly need in your weekly dose of life. Vinny, Roberto, the full squad is back again. Roberto, you were ill last week. You missed a fantastic podcast with Darren Tilbury. Just my luck. Just your luck, but it's great to have you back, my friend. Yeah, I don't think it's anything too serious, but unfortunately, I keep on getting laid up in bed. So I, I, I'm quite an active guy, and this is stopping me being active, and it's quite frustrating. So hopefully, this is the last time, start of a new beginning for me in that respect. But I'm back, and I'm glad to be back. Nice. Well, we're glad to have you back, anyway, mate. And as I said, you know, um, you know, we, we like you being on. We like you. You're part of the team. We've been, been with us from day dot. The Free Stooges. <laughs> Free Stooges are, I don't know, are the old bloke and the young fellas. Whatever. Vinny sometimes messages me because he goes on these kind of rampant late night YouTube sessions and he'll message me, he goes, mate, I found this fantastic so-and-so, so-and-so who does this fantastic so-and-so, so-and-so. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I'll check him out. And most of the time, Vinny, you're, you're always spot on. You've got a very keen eye for, for other talented individuals. And one of the people he contacted me about was today's guest, the bodyweight warrior, Tom Merrick, who is a body movement expert. Well, he, 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 he won't call himself a bodyweight um, body movement expert, but he sure is vastly becoming one. If you've seen his YouTube channels, you can see there's a huge amount of potential in this very fascinating young man. And we've got him on the show today, haven't we, Vin? Yeah, I mean, and it, uh, what a kid. I mean, a very, very smart guy, uh, very well-spoken. And I've been watching his, I've been subscribed to his, his YouTube channel for quite a while now. And um, his knowledge is invaluable if you want to get, gain flexibility and movement and mobility and, you know, get the best out of your body, get your full range of motion. Uh, very, very good journey. He shares a lot of things, an eclectic mix of all sorts. And, uh, yeah, what a nice kid. And uh, I think he's got a huge future. So the bodyweight warrior Tom Merrick is joining us on this edition of the show and that will be in literally just a few minutes time. So stick around now because of course it's everybody's favourite part of the show, Vinny Shawman's very super duper magical fantastic tip of the week. Vinny, what have you got for us this week? The tip of the week um, actually ties in with, with our good mate Roberto. What Roberto uh, has, has been saying, if you know, language is very important to me as as uh, in the neuro-linguistic programming I do and the mind coaching, etc., language gives away so much. You, you say more than you actually um, think you do. And the word is should. When you should do something, when you feel you should, that is a real, real deep level understanding of there's something telling you that it's very, very important. So as Roberto said, he, he should be addressing uh, why he's getting colds and flu, etc., and stuff like that. So... And no doubt it'll be fine, but there is a message in should. So if you get, if you ever say or someone says to you, I should be doing this, really support them in telling them they should be. And also yourself, if you say, oh, I should be doing this or I should be doing that, then go towards doing that should. And need, when people say, oh, I need to do this, I need to do that, more than likely they won't do it. Sure. Or more than likely it has a, it has a, it has a negative uh, 
it has a negative driver with it. It's, it's called an away from. So it kind of like you're pushing yourself away from a negative, not going forward. So turn a need into a want. So, I, you know, I need to lose weight right now. So I really want to lose weight. Even the two words would be saying in your own mind. One of them has a, a strength to it. And one of them, well, the word needy becomes very, it's a negative connotation, isn't it not? So I suggest that when you say should, you should turn your need to want and, and start going forward. And uh, yeah, and that's my tip of the week. If you should, and yes, you should. Brilliant. Always a wise man with, with your tips of the week, and especially now that you're one year older as well. You can call me old and still smart. <laughs> <laughs> we, lo- we love you for it, Uncle Vin. That's who you are. <laughs> um, but yeah, big thank you there, Vin, for the tip of the week. A very integral part of each week's Mind Diet podcast. So before Tom Merrick joins us on the show, of course, we have to give thanks to the people who have helped us so far on our journey on the Mind Diet journey. And that, of course, is Four Corners Boxing Gym, who Vinny alluded to earlier. But Vinny, Four Corners, where should people be checking them out? Where do they need to go to get involved with Four Corners? Yeah, Four Corners Gym uh, in Liverpool, Long Lane in Liverpool, uh, just uh, outside of Aintree. Absolutely fantastic. Going under a renovation very, very soon. Uh, Come down, see us all, boxing, uh, circuit training, K1, Thai boxing, kickboxing, the whole, yeah, everything's going on. The combat centre is absolutely great. Best thing about it is the people. And, uh, yeah, I advise you all to go. You can follow Four Corners Gym on Instagram and uh, have a look and see the classes. And, yeah, come down and enjoy it with us all. Do I have to come to a session to get one of them two sweet Four Corners T-shirts? You you and Rob, come down. I'll get you both a T-shirt. That's the deal, mate. I'll let you kick my ass and I'll get a T-shirt. It's on, it's on, trust. <laughs> <laughs> so Four Corners, check them out. And of course, our longest serving sponsors, FieldSupreme.co.uk. That is Matty Murphy. And these guys are going above and beyond. It's absolutely incredible if you follow their social media, the amount of time and energy that Matty and, and his family have put into the business. And you can you can see the true, genuine love and care that they have for natural supplements and and organic products as well they they just are continuing to implement more and more every time i speak to matty at the end of the month when we when we talk about um you know how, how mind diet has helped their business and, and vice versa he's going oh yeah mate we've got this awesome new thing and we've got this brand new product and it just every single time we talk they're getting bigger and bigger and i honestly can never do feel supreme enough justice of how fantastic their natural supplements and organic products are riodola cordyceps cbd oils cbd sport there are so many fantastic products and there's only one place to check them out and that is feelsupreme.co.uk go over there and check out some very wonderful organic products and healthy supplements as well, all at a finger's disposal. And if you use the code MINDDIET, you, you of course will get 10% off your order. So support us and support Feel Supreme. Both of us are doing great things and, and we're very proud to be partnered up with a brand like Feel Supreme. That is it for the shout-outs. That is it for the tip of the week. And of course, that is it for the introductions because now Tom Merrick, the bodyweight warrior, joins us on the Mind Diet Podcast. We'll see you in a second. 
So welcome back now to the Mind Diet Podcast and let's get on with the main portion of this week's show. We are very happy to introduce to you on this week's episode, the body weight warrior, Tom Merrick. Tom, welcome to the Mind Diet Podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Vinny Shawman, as we mentioned there in the introduction, made a very personal plea to me. Please get the body weight warrior on. And, and that's what we've done. I sent you the email. You're very <laughs> kind enough to, to reply and join us on the show. I'm excited. Any any chance to chat in depth and really discuss stuff is, you know, it's a good opportunity to delve, dive deep. That's what it's all about. It's all about sharing ideas. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm a I'm a nighttime YouTube uh, uh, stalker, if you will. <laughs> and, um, I would, and I was going because I'm interested in uh, flexibility, intermittent fasting, and all things we're after you about. And I've seen your stuff uh, when you were talking to, I believe it's uh, Emmett Lewis. Yep. Yep. I saw that, and then I saw that I saw your body weight things and the stretching. And because we're from uh, martial arts backgrounds from before a million years ago, uh, <laughs> I wanted to see, you know, the, the new um, move, you know, the new ways of movement, the mobility stuff. And uh, to be honest, my friend, and you are a young man to me, uh, very, very impressive indeed. So uh, congratulations on it all. I appreciate that. Um, I'm I'm very much still learning myself. I mean, learning is a lifelong journey, as is so. I'll do my best to answer it and and have a good discussion, I guess. Now, I've been I've been uh, a couple of things uh, I want to ask you about. Obviously, um, that's why I got you on to pick your brains because uh, you know of your knowledge, etc. But one thing I've been watching is your journey into the to the uh, the side split. How did how did that come about, and how did the body weight warrior come about, etc. Uh, the the side splits originally was because I'm a pretty tall guy. And bodyweight training is all about leverage. Uh, the more, the longer the lever, the harder it is to do said exercise. So if you look at something like the planche, which is, if you imagine yourself at the top of a push-up position, but your legs are hovering off the ground, that's what, you'd, what would be a planche. So obviously there's a huge amount of strength that comes into play of that exercise. But also, if you're shorter, it's also going to make that a lot easier. So the idea behind improving side splits was to make levers shorter, basically. Um, and then the reason I ended up committing to it was that I was training with my ego rather than with my head. So I ended up injuring myself and, uh, yeah, so I just like, I couldn't do much upper body training. I got pretty bad, uh, medial epicondylitis in both of my arms from doing one arm chin up training. And yeah, just ended up doing a lot of side split work, which was a humbling experience to say the least. It looks it. <laughs> I mean, so, so how how did the body weight warrior come about? What was the idea and, and the concepts, and what's your, you know, what's the whole take on it all? Um, I've always I've always found that I've like whatever I've done, I've kind of wanted to teach and and share my experience. So that was that was really the whole reason behind it. But specifically, the body weight warrior was that that kind of I don't know. I just I started getting into gymnastics when I was at university. And there's something that I really enjoyed doing. I'd done uh, like bodybuilding and I found it a little bit superficial. I'd done powerlifting. Again, I felt it was kind of superficial. Like it's all about lifting the most amount of weight and a lot of ego stroking involved in both sports. Not that I don't think they're good sports. Like they're awesome in both respects. Like it's whatever you enjoy doing. But for me, 
it didn't satisfy that. And that's where like body weight training was kind of mastery of yourself rather than like trying to prove yourself to others, if that makes sense. Um, So that's where it really appealed to me and kind of the balance between being strong, being flexible. um, That was what really appealed. And then the warrior bit is actually to do with, um, I'm sure you guys are probably aware of somebody called Elliot Hulse. And he was a really big inspiration to me. And there was a book that he recommended reading that I read, and it was to do with the mature masculine archetypes. And the King Magician Warrior Lover, I believe, is the name of the book. Um, and it's, it's it, young, Carl Jung. Um, it's sort of yes, based off some of his philosophy. Yeah. yeah, based off some of his philosophy. And uh, yeah, one, the warrior is one of the, the masculine archetypes, and it's something that I felt applied to kind of training. It's all about committing to goals, working hard to to achieve your goals and also doing things for the right reasons um so i think that's that's kind of where the bodyweight warrior kind of they both collide together so how how do you start tom like you know bodyweight exercise has always been something that i've been interested in but i've never really known where to start you know you see all these videos online you know calisthenics and these guys doing all these amazing bodyweight exercises but as someone who's new to this 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 kind of activity where would you recommend they start so i think this is a big i think this is a big issue generally like whatever it is the best way to start is just to do it like yeah nothing beats just giving it a go and i think whether I mean, it is confusing and there's you can go down umpteen levels and you can go super deep into programming and all sorts of things. But nothing really beats just trying things out. Yeah. Um, so you can really do anything, do something, just start doing some more pull ups or some more push ups or start exploring some animal movements like some bear walks or lizard walks, etc. Like just have fun with it. Yeah. Um, if I was to really plug myself here, I do have a free ebook which has like some, I think it's three different programs in it, and uh, it's free and you can download it. And that's kind of a good place to start for. It has a beginner, mass gain, and like a skills-based programming approach, some mobility stuff thrown in. So, if I was to do a shameless plug, that would be uh, a <laughs> plug away, my friend. A good place away. to start. No, really, yeah, just just really like just doing it. Um, and that's that's to be honest, like. A lot of how I learned stuff was just I saw stuff and I was like, okay, I'm going to give that a go and try and be as objective as I can be about it and evaluate, see how it does, and then try the next thing. And this is the thing that I love about it's it, obviously not just Bodyweight Warrior, but it's any time a new kind of thesis comes into life. You see the ones that are more successful are the ones that go back, they search and research what's already there. They analyze it, they strategize, and they build upon that. And it sounds mm-hmm. like that is exactly what you've done with your program. Yeah, definitely. You've always got to question um, why you're doing something. And if you can't come up with a good answer, then you need to really reevaluate and look deeper into it. So, yeah. And then my whole thing is, like, if you, if you have a problem or if you have a goal that you really, you know, your heart really wants to achieve – and it's something that you really desire to get rid of or to achieve, then it is your responsibility to yourself to do everything you can to find a way of making that happen, basically. Yeah. Whether you end up paying somebody to do it or you find the information yourself, it's kind of your responsibility to yourself. Yeah, I agree. It's it's taking, it's being at at cause instead of being at effect. 
Yes, is, like, you, you touched on Carl Gustav Jung there that's uh, covering a lot of um, the archetypes and, and, um, and the shadow self and stuff like that, which is quite deep in itself. Uh, yeah, Elliot Holt, um, did he do the strength camp as well? Yeah, that's the one. Hasn't he really gone a bit um, strange? <laughs> because... <laughs> Because I saw him with Wim Hof, and I've I've met Wim Hof, and I've been to Wim Hof's house and stuff. Not because I'm famous or anything, because someone knows him, and they took me along, and it was a, it was a wicked experience. Yeah, I'm very jealous um, of No, well, well, we can talk about that when next time Wim Hof comes over. It's uh, it's interesting. Anyway, I, I digress. But uh, <laughs> so the archetypes. Just explain that to people who don't understand what archetypes are. Oh man, you're gonna put me on the spot now. <laughs> well, archetypes, archetypes are unconscious behaviour that exist in all of us that that we can resonate, that we can understand, and we can certain people can resonate archetypes. Um, there's also in the major arcana of the tarot, there's also archetypal behaviour that can link to that as well. So, when you're saying what were you saying about the uh, the body weight warrior, was that based upon that? That theory or some of uh, Gustav Jung's teachings. Yeah, so specifically about the warrior archetype and being able to harness the warrior energy, which is that energy that gives you the drive to achieve things, basically, and do things for the right reasons as well. Um, so that, that was kind of why the, there was the warrior aspect of it. I mean, that book was hugely influential on me when I was sort of 18, so I guess <laughs> not that long ago, but uh, like five years ago, that was a very influential book and i haven't actually read it since and i probably really should to refresh myself but when i read that book at the time i just i noticed aspects about my own personality um and i was as i was reading some of the shadow types and some of the archetypes i mean obviously they're they're all present in us at some point or another it just depends on how we display them and it's not, not it's not just that it's a masculine archetype it doesn't mean it's just to males it's a masculine energy like you have yin and yang so it, it can present in anybody um, but I think it's yeah, it's just more about recognizing that. But I, I, I couldn't comment properly because I can't really remember a huge amount, in all honesty. Yeah, he written another book called the Red Book as well, which he um, did his own drawings in there. And some of the some of the things can be uh, very dark. Uh, I'm not going to go on about Carl Gustaf Jung because we'll, we'll talk about you. But um, yeah, he's the father of uh, psychotherapy and stuff. So if you mm. want to have a look at his stuff, he's very very interesting indeed. And um, Depends what part of your life you're at. I mean, you're only a young man, 23 years of age, if my maths serve me correct. Yeah, and, uh, that's the one. You know, and it's it's where you are in your life. Um, but, I, but when you when I watch your videos, or when I actually watch you on YouTube, um, which I have subscribed to, and I suggest anyone listening to this, sub-subscribe to the, the Bodyweight Warriors. It's superb. You come across very... Um, come across very gen- genteel and very... Uh, but, you know, obviously, the way, the shape that you're in, you know, you have to go through arduous things but you come across really really well um and and really sort of sympathetic i like that that's why you're on because you know you reckon good recognize good recognize is good i believe and um that's what i saw in you i saw that sort of real sort of teacher-esque and yeah and wisdom beyond your years really <laughs> i don't appreciate that thank you yeah, uh i guess my friends would probably just call it boring <laughs> <laughs> yeah my, <laughs> my call me boring but never mind <laughs> you are boring, no. Vinny. Don't hide it. I know. I know. I fucking know I'm boring. Don't tell me. My black belt's boring, fool. 
so you, you spoke about the the spiritual element of 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 um what you've learned over the years and and how that's assisted you uh from a physical aspect that seems to be quite a common thread throughout a number of the people uh we've just uh, spoken to um over the the uh, the 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 months that we've been doing this podcast how important do you feel that marriage between the physical and and the spiritual or mental to 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 you achieving your goals that you set yourself i think uh it's so important i think i don't know i personally find it weird um to think that you kind of separate the two because your body and your mind are very very linked together like the sort of stuff that you put and fuel your body can change the way you think dramatically. Mm. And I, I don't know. I think that part of the reason why I think maybe, you know, there was, there's a quote actually was it, is it by Aristotle? And it's, it's all about no man or woman, I guess um, should go through life without knowing the true beauty of which her body is capable of. I'm probably butchering the quote, um, but that kind of general idea that, Although, yes, the spiritual and the physical are maybe not so interlinked, I feel like the ultimate, your understanding of one or the other, that they're very much interlinked together. Yes. Like if you're if you're not happy with yourself physically and you're not able to connect to yourself physically, then I don't think you'll ever be able to experience yourself spiritually as well. Mm. If that sounds very airy fairy, but I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not a hugely spiritual person. Um, yeah. Like I, I did a lot of reading uh, into Buddhism was probably the most I've, I've read into. And there's something that I kind of get, but I don't know. I just, I personally, maybe it's the point that I am at life. It's not something that hugely, yeah, I don't know. It affects me. Maybe it does a subconscious, but not at a conscious level. I think, I, th- I think definitely probably from a spiritual side how it's linked to the physical is just accepting yourself and i think that's probably one of the hardest things that we have especially in western culture um just accepting how you are um being aware of your flaws but not being ashamed of them yeah it's a very modern construct isn't it? everybody sees what everybody else has and they want to be better they have this perfect picture in their head which i'm sure you will know a lot of the time is you know it's not realistic it's not a realistic image but it it kind of seems like your program is full circle because you know you as you kind of alluded to there with with buddhism is a very ancient construct is you know one of the the earliest kind of spiritual messages spiritual practice practices that exists on this planet and you look at how martial arts has evolved over time. This is kind of like modern martial arts without the fighting, but <laughs> training yourself in a different way. Would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. And I think as well from that Buddhist aspect, I mean, probably one of the most important Buddhist things is that nothing lasts forever. Everything is impermanent. Everything's always changing. And I think the the trouble with training from an aesthetic point of view is you're always chasing an aesthetic goal and that goal is always going to change. Yeah. Um, whereas, I mean, for an example, with, with the, with my injuries that I've suffered uh, over the past few months, like my ego and this image I had in my head of what I was and what I was capable of doing initially wasn't somebody who could do the side splits. 
it was somebody who would always go pretty hard in the gym, that didn't want on chin-ups, etc. And I've had to accept that I can't do that because I'm injured. And it's kind of, you know, if I was holding on to that image of myself as that person, then I would just, I probably would have stopped training or I certainly would not be having as much fun as I'm having currently with it. I don't know if that makes sense. Or yeah, I don't know. If you've, I don't know if you've studied any Joseph Campbell, but Joseph Campbell has an absolutely fantastic outlook on on the ego. No, I I, I recognise the name, but I, I can't say I've done any reading in particular. He kind of comes hand in hand with um, with Carl Jung, as you've mentioned. There's a really fantastic podcast. I think it's on the Joe Rogan experience, and and of all people, Russell Brand uh, is the one who really delves into Joseph Campbell and Carl Jung and. And Joseph Campbell's kind of philosophies on the ego, and it's exactly what you've just said there. You you basically just simplified it, but it is that kind of internal battle of what you portray of something in terms of what it actually is. And I think I think that's a massive problem in modern day society. Do you think it's a problem, or do you think it's something that we have to accept now is just a part of of who we are? Well, I mean, you just got to look at Botox, plastic surgery. The, the, the prevalence of that and, and anti-aging this whole I mean as much as I love the anti-aging community and kind of these people doing everything to be healthier just but it's it's a weird like you know that like you want to just grow old of grace I mean there's nothing wrong <laughs> to want, wanting to live for a long time and wanting to be able to be healthy for as long as possible I think that's a really awesome thing to want to better do because nobody wants to be crippled and and, and feeling like crap in old age but the idea like trying to extend life trying to extend that period rather than adapting and going with it and accepting that impermanence it's probably the hardest thing um but i think yeah, that's rob, just rob needs to, rob needs to accept that he's older than everyone <laughs> <laughs> do you know what my problem is though aesthetically i don't look it I need to start looking looking after myself internally because I, I swear <laughs> I'm aging internally way quicker than anyone else. That's my point. You're, you're, you're a master at being ill. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm really mastered the art. Yeah, no, I, in all seriousness, you've in, inadvertently touched <laughs> a nerve. I, think, <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> I, well, I, I need to make some adjustments in life, definitely. I think I think anorexia or um, kind of eating disorders is a perfect example because I think these people. I mean, I've I've worked with a couple of clients who personally suffer from it, and that kind of that internal battle with the fact that you know you're doing harm to yourself, but you're, um, but maybe you're tricking yourself into thinking that it's good for you in a certain way. It's a it's like lying to yourself. You're playing games of yourself, um, and it's a really hard mindset to get out of when you're in it. Yeah, it's a compulsion in this body dysmorphia as well. It's, it's what they see is not really... What they see is a completely different view of the world, and it's an internal thing. So it's very difficult to change someone's... Uh, into, into, it's like that's exactly what you touched on a minute ago about cosmetic surgery. You know, someone, say, I don't know, has the nose shortened, and then um, but then it's, it has to be something else. They're always looking uh, outside of the self, externally. Yeah. And look at internally as to what they need to change. You know what I mean? And that's why um, a lot of the time cosmetic surgery it leads on to more and more surgeries, and that's why it's a booming industry because people don't deal with the internal. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's the same thing with bodybuilding. You know, this is why people keep going more and more and more extreme. You just look at you know Arnold compared to Phil Heath, um, who's sort of the current 
you know, Mr. Olympia. And it's just, you know, it's, it's ridiculous, the comparison. Uh, but it's almost that, like, Western mindset of bigger, faster, stronger, Absolutely. better, etc. Yeah. You know, there's, you can't just... And that's almost the opposite of aging. You kind of... You go through life expecting things to build up and amount to something more than they were before, and you kind of expect that to keep going rather than, I guess... The, the less unknown and more up and down road that it realistically is going to be. So what I've seen for me as as a 48 year old man, 48 last week. Um, Happy belated birthday, Vin. I know you were looking for that. <laughs> also, thanks. I don't even, I shouldn't have said that. I should have reminded myself a lot. Man. But anyway, nevertheless. Um, and, and I like, I since getting the age that I am, I, I enjoy watching fluidity of movement. So I really like people that can move, like Ido Portal or your good self, um, Emmett Lewis, who's brilliant as well, really wise and just straight to the point, fantastic. Yeah. And um, just people that can move. I, uh, I've i got a new physiotherapist at the moment, and um, uh, uh, his name's Darren Hanlon, I think his name is, and he works for Manchester United as well, and he's on the NHS. Amazing guy. And, he, he you know, they're all, like, young Young, obviously, but it's not. Well, he is young. It's not obvious, but he's young. But anyway, um, they all getting into this movement of ego portal and, and your good stuff, and I really enjoy that. I like the movement, the fluidity of movement, and I think that's the next, um, the next bodybuilding or the next sort of show people are doing. If instead, you know, instead of seeing that muscle they can get, you know, just the movement is just like it's, it's more. Going back to like being monkeys or animals and just, you know, I really enjoy that the full range of motion. It's a, it's nice, to, it's beautiful to see. I'll be honest. It, it really is, and I think Ido has done some incredible things. Uh, and I think the way he's managed to communicate it well is he's come at it from the same perspective as bodybuilding. So he's kind of come at it, showing these incredible tricks and this fluid movement, and he's kind of brought people into that space. Um, and I think if you'd have told people maybe in a more abstract way that probably wouldn't have caught the same amount of attention. So I think he is, he's really was pivotal in that becoming movement, quote unquote movement, becoming more mainstream. But, you know, Ido was genius because he, he did what any booming business owner should do. And that's latched onto something that's extremely, extremely current. And that of course is Conor McGregor. And I think that mm-hmm. has done wonders for him, his brand oh, and, yeah. and his business as well. And, you know, for example, like, as you're saying now, if, if you ask someone about movement, and movement coaching, even if they have no clue about it, they'll be like, hey, that guy with the pool noodle training with Conor McGregor, you know? <laughs> it's just yeah, kind yeah. of, you know, everybody, well, not, I, I wouldn't say everybody, that's going over over the top a little bit, but, you know, he has latched onto something that is very current and is, and is very topical. Now, it's kind of the same with what you're saying there about bodybuilding, and, and if you compare the the Arnold Schwarzeneggers of this world with, with the modern-day Olympias, and their obsession with cosmetics, as, as you put it as well. But it, it seems to be, no matter what, especially in this age where Instagram, social media, Twitter examples like that um, are, are absolutely huge and you can market yourself. Of course, if you're Edo Portal and you have a guy like Conor McGregor in your corner, it's easy. But I assume the same for yourself. Using social media in this modern day where we can, we can share imagery so easily is hugely important when it comes to a new style, a new revolution like bodyweight movement. Yeah, 100%, because, you know, previously, you know, you might have to see somebody in person to be able to see this stuff. Like now I can just type in Edo Portal movement into YouTube and I can watch 
hundreds of thousands of videos of people doing stuff and I can be like, cool, I'm going to try that, see how it goes. And so the, the, the spread of information is so much easier. I mean, just, you know, move the, this, this sort of, uh, space is just one aspect of it, but yeah, a hundred percent, um, Instagram, all of that sort of stuff is amazing. And it's, it's just allowed this sort of stuff to explode. Whereas it would have taken years and years for it to kind of dissipate into different places previously. Well, think of it this so way: Vin, can... Vinny spends his time on YouTube, and he comes across <laughs> all sorts. <laughs> Listen, and, and I come across all sorts of all, all sorts of knowledge. I also come across a lot of internet doctors that are just full of shit. But anyway, but, uh, <laughs> just, there is, everyone's a doctor of nutrition, don't know where that comes from. But um, yeah. I'm a doctor of nutrition. But anyway, <laughs> I, I uh, also just touching on something. Now I've been doing this, and now I now intermittently, it's um, intermittently, I should say. But I've been doing um, 16-8, which is intermittent fasting. And um, on and off, I mean, I'm not saying, I was stringent, quite stringent last week. This week, it just, I fell off the wagon, um, et cetera, and all that sort of business. Can you just uh, explain to the listeners about intermittent fasting? Because I know that you do that and, um, and explain the benefits and just tell everyone about it. Sure. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm no expert on intermittent fasting. It's something... I've personally used as a tool now for the past four years, maybe, but it's, um, yeah, I mean, I started doing, I started doing 16, eight as well. I think it's a, a lean gains protocol. This is back when I was doing bodybuilding and it, it seems counterintuitive. The idea of not consuming things be beneficial for you. Um, but it's, it's, it's quite a cool thing and it's, it's surprising how easy it is to implement. I, I mean, a lot of, uh, we go now day to day life. There's food 24 seven. You can eat, you can eat all, all around the, the, the day. Like there's, there's no stopping it. If you really want to eat at any time, you can eat anything and then literally anything as well. Like that's something that even 20, 30 years ago, we wouldn't have had access to, you know, pineapples all year round or whatever. You know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's crazy. You can eat any part of the world, any time of the year, out of season, doesn't really matter. Um, so yeah, intermittent fasting is just basically the idea of not eating for a period of time. So you fast intermittently. This can be done on a daily basis, as Vinny was saying, where you'd maybe you'd have an eating window. So you'd eat between 12 p.m. and 8 p.m. So that's an eight-hour eating window, and then you have 16 hours of not eating. It doesn't have to be 16 and 8. Um, I think a lot of the benefits are associated with 12 hours and more. So a lot of it's done on Ramadan. There's quite a lot of studies that are based on like ramadan was kind of the principle i mean fasting has been in our culture for since since we've evolved <laughs> into humans i mean going on the opposite of having food available 24 7 when you were hunting and gathering you know it might be three days between really good feasts and good, really good meals um so your body would naturally have to fast and when you do fast there's a lot of interesting benefits that you get so you, one of them is that you upregulate autophagy of cells so basically cells have this clean out or natural clean out where they basically get rid of stuff that doesn't work and this happens when you don't eat so anywhere from 12 hours upwards this kind of upregulates a little bit um you also get upregulation of growth hormone and i've heard it's by quite a lot i can't remember the exact percentage i want to say like 200 percent but it might be even more um and that is basically your body's mechanism of preserving muscle um and there's also some improvements to like blood sugar control, insulin resistance, and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's, it's quite an interesting one. I think 
because we have this food available 24-7, we rarely experience that physiological hunger. Um, and a lot of hunger is just psychological. You're bored. You feel yeah. like eating, you know. I can attest to that. I'm a massive... <laughs> I do that a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, actually feeling what hunger feels like is quite... Uh, it's probably something that people don't feel very often. They might feel what hunger feels like when they have a blood sugar crash because they've been eating lots of sugary shit, but they don't know what real physiological hunger feels like. I Yeah, I agree, Tom. I actually don't know. I'm actually thinking, now, have I ever actually been hungry? I, I really don't know. But it's the psychological aspect where you, you hear so many people say it, like when I'm stressed or when I'm bored, I want to eat. It's, it's a really kind of a very common thing um, as well. But can you look at that as a positive and a negative or do you think there is a major problem in, in, in current society? I don't think there's enough conscious eating. I think that's probably probably the main thing because it is so readily available. People just kind of shove stuff into their mouth um, and food's very cheap as well, oh, especially crap food is very cheap. Yeah. So I think about being more conscious about when you eat uh, and about enjoying it when you actually do eat rather than you know just sitting on your phone or watching some tv or something i think that's probably where it comes in obviously you could take this too far um but i do think it, i do think it's beneficial simply to to have some awareness of like because if you speak to the average person they probably think they only eat three meals a day but you actually find out they're probably eating pretty much continuously throughout the day as they're snacking and consuming beverages etc like yeah it's just kind of how society is set up now yeah, that's so I... Secret Eaters. Have you seen the programme Secret Eaters? They, say, <laughs> I only have, they only have a salad and like five million stone or something, you know, because they've been <laughs> shoving penguins in the mouth. The thing is yeah. with Rob, um, Rob with being the chicken connoisseur, and he's chicken at all sorts and that, I'm only joking. Uh. But, but the thing is about intermittent fasting, especially the, the, the tw- uh, sorry, the 16 hours, like you don't eat from 8 o'clock till I think it's 12 o'clock in the next day. Mm-hmm. Some days you're really sort of waiting for the clock to tick to 12 and you, 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 you can, you're can you ravenous, but you, you're mindful of what you eat. Some days you just you can go past 12 and into 1 and you, you're not really bothered in that. It's, uh, I think people have a look at that 16, uh, 8. It's, uh, it's interesting and it's not as hard as it sounds. It really isn't. I mean, there's what you don't have to do 16 hours, 12 hours is a minimum. So my recommendation of intermittent fasting is, if you want to give it a go, consciously do not consume calories for 12 hours after you last eat a meal. So if you last eat your meal at 6 p.m., don't consume anything till 6 a.m. the next morning, which it really isn't that hard at all. Um, but consciously doing that's quite like quite an important thing. Um, and also in in terms of, for some people having that mental kind of lack of food, that knowing they're not going to eat any breakfast might be quite hard. So actually doing a fast where you do eat breakfast and you fast in the evening is a bit easier for them. So if you were doing the eight hours, again, you might start eating at kind of 8 a.m. in the morning and you'd stop eating as an early dinner at like 4 p.m., 5 p.m. and then you'd fast into the evening. And I think that's actually the method that's more associated when it comes to longevity than so much the 12-8, but I mean, either or. Fantastic insight there onto intermittent fasting. Tom, I want to ask you a bit about you and your injuries and, and injuries that you can sustain in bodyweight movement. You kind of mentioned it briefly at the beginning of the show um, that you've just uh, recently been rehabbing some, some injuries. How common is it with 
the program that you do and, and the style that you do, how common are injuries? Um, <laughs> probably currently more common than they should be. Uh, so in, here's a good example. You want to look at something like gymnastics. You don't often see a gymnast who is older than 25. So, I mean, that maybe puts into perspective the chance of injury. It's, it's quite a quite a young man's sport, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, when you're doing a lot of bodyweight gymnastic-style stuff, there's a lot of demand on connective tissue. And I think probably the most common thing is that people jump into this. Gymnasts have been doing gymnastics since they're five. So they've got 15, if they're competing, like, you know, at the Olympics, they've got 15 years of conditioning under their belt. And in that time, there's a lot of conditioning that happens to connective tissue, so tendons and ligaments. Now, tendons and ligaments take... I think eight to ten, uh, regenerate the muscle tissue. Muscle tissue is sort of 20 to 30 days. Connective tissue is almost around 200 days. So if you get, and you can build up that muscle strength relatively quickly. And this is where injuries happen is because you build up that muscle strength and you don't build up that tendon conditioning. And then that's where you get weaknesses and you can be more prone to injuries and just the nature of bodyweight training itself, you're going to be putting yourself into positions that are demanding in both strength, but also range of motion. And that's something that people don't have as well. So there's probably the two most common causes of injury are just lack of preparation and lack of range of motion or control of your strength. So yes, it is common. It probably, if you do it well, you shouldn't really get injured, but sometimes it's just life and you let your <laughs> ego take over and you try to do a flag on a palm tree and, Tay a super splinters and you know, it's just not a fun time. But I mean, you know, there's uh there's the I think the Robert Moore no not Robert Moore. Uh there's a book Iron John which is all about wounds wounds turning into wounds or injuries becoming the rebirth into something else, which is sort of what I've taken well the attitude I've taken to the injuries that I've sustained anyway. It's an opportunity to learn something about yourself that you weren't aware of before the injury. And speaking of learning and uh, obviously your evolution in, in your field, um, are you, do you do seminars um, for people who want to learn uh, some of the techniques you've been working on and developed over the years? Uh, I don't currently, um, mainly because I just don't feel that I know enough. Uh, as, yeah. <laughs> as you've alluded to, I'm, I'm not... I'm 23. I'm not, I have, I've got limited experience when it comes to this. And I, I think that with my YouTube channel, I try to make it that, um, I'm sort of your, it, rather than me being a guru or a coach, it's more like I'm just up here and it's like a join me on a journey sort of thing. And I'm just sharing my experience and trying yes. to help people out rather than like, this is what you should do and this is how you should do it. I'm like, this is what's worked for me. Try it out. See how it goes tell me about it like i'm trying to it's, it's, it's not so much yeah i don't know how i feel about seminars i'd love to do them because i love interacting with people but um yeah I, I just i don't see myself as a guru yet definitely not but i need to I, learn a lot more I, I don't see anyone as a guru but i do see you as a teacher because yeah you know as i said you know i'm you know god recognizes god and, you know I, you know i enjoy doing what i'm doing i'm passionate at what i do and you can see that within you. I think it'd be a brilliant idea for you to do seminars with people, especially, you know, in, in the people that listen to a lot of our, our listeners are from the MMA world, Thai boxing, uh, you know, martial arts. They're, 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 you know, they're from that world. And 
you give a really good um, explanation and the way that you come across is you are wise beyond your years. And it's like, you know, I've been sat here nodding and uh, obviously you can't see me. <laughs> but uh, not, not, I'm not talking to Andreas. Just rocking backwards and forwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wait yeah. till I see him. No, I'm messing. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I mean, I, I think it's, I think you know, the way that you're putting things up, putting things over, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's fantastic what you do. Uh, seeing what you Agreed. do, people dance to have a look on your YouTube channel and see this. You know what you're on about. You're a smart cookie, hundred percent. I really appreciate that. I think uh, for me, reflecting on it is maybe because uh, I haven't actually. Well, I've got some formal training now, but. Previously, I haven't had any formal training. I haven't done a degree, and I did a degree in uh, product design, graphic design. That was where my my degree, and that was where I was originally going. But I think maybe the fact that I've had to teach myself and and understand it from maybe a non-academic point of view um, means I can I understand where people are coming from a bit more. Uh, And I think people often like I think it's the same like professors who lecture at university are very good at communicating to their audience who are very interested in. But if they're trying to teach it to somebody who had no idea about what they were talking about, then it would be probably a little bit harder. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You, yeah, and I yeah, think that's what, what stands out about yeah, yeah. you, that people going on the journey with you. Because a lot of the time when you're confronted with these people that are, you know, superstars in their field, it can be quite daunting. Whereas from what I can see, a lot of, you know, your, your, your fan base, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, going on the journey with you as opposed to just watching this almost deity like person kind of you know a hundred percent i agree and and this is something that is in a lot of the bodybuilding community there's a lot of people who um i don't know i don't know why i mean i personally have been there and you kind of look up to somebody in their physique and you're like oh i want to be like that and i want to train like this person um and i think it's something that personally i do get inspired by people you know the things that people can do are very inspiring it's not what motivates me and it's not what i wanted to be starting out my youtube channel it was again that like walk alongside me rather than uh look up to me sort of thing tom before we ryan before we round out this edition of the mind diet i want you to tell us now concisely why should our wonderful listeners, why should everybody who, who's listening to this podcast follow you on the body weight warrior journey, as you say it yourself? <laughs> uh, I don't think they have to follow me, man. I just, I just want people to, I think the most important thing is whatever you're doing it has to, you know, you have to really enjoy it. That's the main thing. Um, and that for me has probably been the key. That's why I, I'm still doing what I'm doing. And it, that's why, like, I don't, have an issue i don't eat well for a week and then eat bad for a few days like i don't have an issue with eating a diet because it's i found a balance that i enjoy doing so i think you don't have to do body weight training you don't have to eat paleo or whatever it is just find what you really enjoy and keep doing it (laughs) except if what you really enjoy is sitting and watching netflix and eating (laughs) uh, maybe try to like do something to sell Um, and and then on the opposite side of that I would probably say do stuff that you really don't enjoy as well and challenge yourself I think that's something that Wim that's why he's so good because he challenges people to do 
something that they would never want to do in a million years if they had the choice. And then for some reason, they've been inspired by him and then they give it a go. And that feeling of being able to do something that you thought you would never be able to do is it does amazing things for you as a person, I think. Yeah, that's true. It's like holding your breath. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you know, holding your breath and then trying to relax while your body's going, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, and, and it is. And it's, it's learning to control the mind, the unconscious and, and learning to, to, you know, gain yourself some endurance and some um, endurance of the mind and the relaxation of the mind. But I think you've been a brilliant guest and uh, uh, hook me up on Facebook as well, mate, because I want to share your stuff and, and let everybody know um, it, you're beneficial and people should be uh, knocking on your door 100 percent. Absolutely. I, I always love chatting with people who are interested in, and sharing opinions like um, that is the beauty of the Internet. As I said, it's like you can you have access to thousands and thousands of people that you can just share these ideas with, which is incredible. So thank you guys for having me. No problem, brother. Thank you. It's been our pleasure. Yeah. It's been our pleasure, Tom. We really appreciate having you on the show. And we really implore our listeners to go and check you out as well. www.bodyweightwarrior.co.uk Is there anywhere else they can check you out, Tom? Uh, yeah, I mean, YouTube's probably the most educational uh, thing that I do. Uh, you can just type in Tom Merrick, should pop up. Um, the Bodyweight Warrior on Instagram. I think it's probably, if you just Google that, probably stuff should come up. I have no idea, to be honest. <laughs> you don't google yourself then uh no i tell you, I, <laughs> I don't think there's anything interesting that comes up really. you know what though I, I i don't think i don't think you understand your worth and this i don't really don't think you understand your worth at all i i know decent and that's i know and i and i've watched your stuff and it's brilliant and i love it and you know I, I think I think you're on you're onto something really big here. I really really do think you yeah, think you could be the British Edo Portal. You're showing <laughs> stuff. I like it. I think so anyway. But you know, I I see a lot of potential in you. Well, that's made my day, my week. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Well, thank you again, Tom Merrick, the Bodyweight Warrior, for joining us on this week's Mind Diet Podcast as well. And thank you to all of you, our wonderful listeners, for joining us as well for, it. for another very special edition of the show. From me, Roberto Vinny, and of course our guest, Tom Merrick, a big thank you for joining us on the Mind Diet Podcast. Don't forget to engage with us on social media. That's the Mind Diet Podcast on Facebook and at Mind Diet Podcast on Twitter. Leave us a tweet, leave us a comment, leave us a post. Let us know what you enjoyed about this show and share the love on the bodyweight warrior Tom Merrick. That is it for this week from us on the show. And of course, we'll see you all very soon.